0: The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. All right, welcome. It's uh, that time of the day again for the Disability Law Show. Good to have you along for the next half hour. John Scholes here. As always, Savannah Tamarkin is doing all the heavy lifting like he does every Friday on the show. If uh, you want to reach out any you could do so. Toll free number, as always, for Savannah and his team. one 855 821 Fifty nine hundred disabilityrights. ca or help at disabilityrights. ca to reach out and this website it's new and it's built just to make you smarter. I was just on the website actually going through the uh, the process of uh, getting some uh, some contact from Savan his team. Pocket Disability Lawyer. ca. I still have it open. Savan, tell me about it a little more.
1: Yeah, John, absolutely. So this is a website we had uh, launched just a few weeks ago. It's brand new, uh, very. The uh, original, I think, uh, not something that we've seen before. I mean, you can go to various websites if you have an issue with your long-term disability or short-term disability and try and get some help, get information. There's some uh, uh, websites that will tell you, you know, give you, give you some information that is trying to be, uh, you know, specific to your situation. But what we've done here is we've created... Uh, Almost like the pocket employment lawyer, you know, that we do on the employment side where people can assess yeah. their severance. When people typically contact us when they have an issue with their insurance company, us as lawyers, as disability lawyers, the question we often get is not how much am I entitled to because people know generally what they're supposed to get. If it's short-term disability, typically 80 to 85 percent 85% of your earnings pre-accident earnings if it's ltd it can go anywhere from about sixty percent to about seventy even seventy five percent again these are ranges so people know what they're supposed to get what their question usually focuses on is can the insurance company cut off my benefits can the insurance company tell me that my benefits will be cut off or my benefits were denied uh, is this reason legitimate and so what we try to do is take out that initial kind of uh, step that people feel sometimes uncomfortable with which is to call us or to email us even though we tell people it's going to cost you nothing to speak with anyone on my team We still have people who hesitate, right? Because most people just don't want to contact lawyers. They don't want to speak to a lawyer. They feel that maybe there will be an obligation. They feel that maybe the lawyer will pressure them to sign something. I understand that. We don't do that, but I understand that feeling. And so that drove us to create this website, which you just mentioned, John, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca or .com. And it is essentially a self-assessment tool. It asks you a bunch of questions without asking you to identify who you are like, let's say, for example, John, that you were denied long term disability, you just applied for it, you were denied. And let's say you were denied as a result of not being sufficiently disabled or not having uh, sufficient medical documentation to support your claim, something like that, just one of the reasons we see. And so you answer some of these questions there on the website, and it'll take you about 20 seconds, 30 seconds max. And what happens is that website, which is completely free, is going to shoot out essentially an answer that explains to you what your rights are, explain to you whether or not the insurance company has acted lawfully or whether the insurance company is just full of it, which is typically what we see with these kinds of denials, that insurance companies are just plainly wrong. But again, it gives people some assurance because it's accurate. It's specific to their situation. Uh, and it's something again that I have not seen before anywhere. Uh, and, and it allows people this comfort of knowing, okay, these are my rights. This is what I may be able to do with my claim. And then at the end, if you want to contact us, you can just click the button and it says, you know, contact us, contact a lawyer on my team, myself or someone else on my team. We'll speak to you for free about your case. If you don't want to contact any one of us, that's fine. Just close the browser and we will mm-hmm. never know that you were there. And so this thing is, is, it's been used quite a lot, John, by people across the countries because, of course, we help people with their disability claims in Ontario, in BC, in Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, everywhere in the country except for Quebec and some of the territories. But every other province, we pretty much have claims and we deal with insurance companies and they know us. So again... Uh, 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 disabilitylawyer.ca, very, very important, very, very important website. pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca, John, honestly, some people have told me it's been a game changer for them.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost uh, it's almost uh, you know the the same thing that happened with the uh, pocket employment lawyer. I mean, that's over two million people now have been through it. So this one, the numbers are going to climb. And to your point, uh, it's really super handy and, and easy access without even picking up a phone, guys. Again, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Okay, let's get into this week. That was. I knew you got something else uh, you want to bring about uh, in the first segment, pal. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I wanted to chat about a, an interesting uh, situation that happened earlier this week. Uh, a friend of the family, and by family I mean Lior, uh, where he lives uh, in in Ontario. Uh, he has a group of friends, and one of those friends, their mother, elderly mother, got injured in a car accident. It wasn't her fault. Uh, she's elderly, and and you know she was very much rattled. She feels she has bruising. She was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She has been discharged since then. But, of course, the daughters, the, the adult daughters, wanted to understand what their mother's rights are, what can they expect, what to do with the car, what to do with the various treatments that she needs, etc. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because this can happen to anyone, right, John? It can happen to me, to you, family member, Amen. friend, colleague. Yep. It can happen to anyone. So it's really important to just have these things in the back of your mind. So I tell people this. If you are injured in a car accident, or even if you are not in a car But you're injured by a car you can be a pedestrian you can be a cyclist you can be whatever if you're injured and there's a car involved you are entitled to accident benefits accident benefits are also called no fault benefits we're going to talk about that because we've gotten some emails here john that we're going to go through Uh, and this is typically the first claim that i tell people you really need to deal with now because there are certain deadlines and time limitations for putting in the paperwork and the paperwork can be overwhelming and of course, we help with that. We have people on our team that specialize exactly in that and acts and benefits. And so what I explained to these uh, uh, two nice ladies uh, is that their mother is entitled to treatments. Now, if she didn't break anything, if she didn't tear, suffer a full tear, if she didn't have any pre-existing issues that were aggravated, she would be entitled to what we call the minor injury guideline benefits, which are up to $3,500 dollars of treatments, physio, massage, chiropractic, etc., And a lot of people out there will say, well, 3500 hundred that's not much. Well, keep in mind, if you have health benefits through work, you can, you can access those too. There are also clinics out there that accept OHIP, et cetera. But if you suffered a fracture, which is the kind of claim that we typically deal with, or something more severe, some kind of a, of a brain injury, or a, a, a full rotator cuff tear, or, or a knee tear, or broken ribs, things like that, you will be out immediately taken outside of the minor injury guideline. You will be put into the non-catastrophic, assuming you haven't suffered the catastrophic injury, into the non-catastrophic uh, category. And there, you would be entitled up to $65,000 wow. of medical and rehabilitation benefits and attendant care. So a lot of money you can access. Now, keep in mind also that if you can't work because of your injuries, you're also entitled to income replacement benefits. And those are up to 400, typically up to $400 a week. There's a formula that is used for that. And of course, I explained all that, right? There's a lot more to talk about here, but I explained all that. And then I said, look, there's also the other claim that we have to look at a little bit down the road. We have to see how your mother does. Does she recover? Does she recover fully, partially? Does she plateau? How is her life in a few months from now, six months, a year? What are the doctors saying? What's the prognosis? If you're dealing with an injury or an impairment, Because of the accident that has transformed your life, maybe now you have difficulty working, can't work as much as you could before, can't do overtime, can't work at all, have to change jobs. Maybe you're not working. Maybe you are an elderly person or a student, someone else. But your life has been transformed and it's in the foreseeable future not going to change. You may be entitled to a claim or multiple claims really within within that one claim that I'm going to talk about uh, against the driver or whoever caused the accident. This is important to understand because not only would you be entitled to potentially pain and suffering damages, which could be in the tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, but if you can't work, you have difficulty working, what you're talking about now, you know, claims that go into the six figures, maybe even the seven figures, depending on the severity of your injuries. I've dealt with claims both when I was working for insurance companies, defending them many years ago, as well as subsequently when I uh, represent individuals who have been severely injured in car accidents. You know, and some of these settlements and some of these judgments literally go into the hundreds and hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars and, and millions of dollars as well, absolutely. So you know, we're, we're going to break this up again. We're going to talk about this in the context of those emails. But the last, I just want to point this out, the last uh, claim that people sometimes ask me about is the property damage claim. What do you do with the car that has now been damaged or written off? What do you do with that? Well, I tell them you got to deal with your property damage adjuster that's going to be assigned to you through your insurance company. And you know, to the extent that it, your car is a write-off, what I tell people is, in my experience, insurance companies will try to pay you less than the market value of your car when it was totaled. Mm -hmm. And so you need to make sure that you prepare yourself. Go to Auto Trader. Go to whatever other magazines. Do some internet searches. Negotiate with the insurance company for the value of your vehicle. We don't deal with these kinds of claims. It's not our specialty. We deal with bodily injury, but I do get these kinds of questions too. So I want to make sure, John, that we give as much information as we can. Don't simply take whatever the insurance company says at face value. If they're offering you twenty grand for your car go to Auto trader. You may be able to negotiate another few thousand dollars, 23, 24, 25 thousand dollars, because maybe they're shortchanging you. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing, by the way, when it comes to bodily injury, when we're dealing with insurance companies, there's often resistance. Maybe not at the beginning. At the beginning, you think the insurance company is on your side, but then later on, you start seeing that they're not treating you fairly. We see this time and time again, which is why we tell people, call us when you have questions like this. Again, it's free to talk to us. We're not going to charge you anything. We're going to be very, very happy to go through everything with you, to look at your documentation. It's all protected under solicitor-client privilege, so you don't have to worry about that coming out to the insurance company. And again, this is what we do, John. We do this across the board, across Ontario
0: lots covered right there in the first segment lots more to go though so uh, stand by for that in the meantime to reach out to savannah team anytime 821 5900 that number's toll free email is help at disabilityrights.ca and don't forget that website you can use it we got this going for that purpose uh, pocket disability lawyer.ca again pocket disability lawyer.ca right in your emails after a short break as we continue here with the disability law show hang on you're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to the Disability Law Show. Suvan Tamarkin always here on a uh, Friday afternoon to uh, to help you out and give you some answers to your questions as well. You can reach out beyond the half hour of the show, by the way, toll free, one 855 821-5900, it is disabilityrights.ca, with a help at in front, if you want to send an email, which we're going to get to here momentarily, and a website which was created a short time ago, a few weeks ago, just to make you that much smarter, and answer many more questions, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca, so you can check that out. Okay, so man, let's get into uh, Gary. Gary's going to be first one up, says, guys... Never thought I'd be going through something like this, but I hope someone can help me. I was sitting in traffic a couple weeks back when all of a sudden a van rammed into the back of my car. My knees smashed into the dash of the car and the airbag deployed. I don't remember much else. I've had a bad knee from a sports injury years ago, which hasn't bothered me in years, but now I can't even walk to the fridge without a ton of pain. I've had terrible migraines, and neck and back pain since the accident. The pain has been getting worse since the accident, and I'm having panic attacks when I try to drive. As a truck driver, this is a problem. The insurer is also saying since my knee was an old injury, I don't get anything for this. Can you help me? This just doesn't seem right.
1: Yeah, Gary, thank you for writing in 100%. You're, you're, you're right. It doesn't sound right because it's not right. So let me break down some of these myths that the insurance company is trying to sell you. First of all, this idea of a pre-existing condition. Look, I remember when I was working for insurance companies, I would also uh, you know, scream and yell, well, figuratively speaking, obviously, and say, this is pre-existing and this is pre-existing. Well, but that's not the way it works when it comes to injury claims. The fact that you had a pre-existing condition or issue does not mean that you're not entitled to compensation for an aggravation of that existing condition or for a re-injury. In fact, in fact, the way the law is structured, and this comes to us from England, for anybody who likes history here, common law, is that if you are actually vulnerable in a particular part of your body, in this case with Gary, it's his knee, and now because of this accident, you've injured your knee or re-injured your knee. And we can show this from a documentary standpoint, John. We can go to, you know, his family doctor's records. We can go to any other medical records he has showing that his knee was stable up until the moment of this accident. And now it's re-aggravated or re-injured. It's not going to be difficult to show that. If we show that, the insurance company is dead in the water. They, cannot, they can argue that, but nobody's going to listen to their argument that it's a pre-existing issue. So that concept back from England, that now we have here in Canada, essentially says that uh, you are, if you are a vulnerable person, you have a vulnerable condition, uh, to p- a part of your body, in this case the knee, and because of that vulnerability, you've now been injured, and if you did not have this pre-existing issue, and you would not have been as injured because of this accident, in other words, the fact that you were vulnerable just makes you predisposed to a reaggravation. That's not your problem, Gary. That is the other person's problem and their insurance company. The van driver, their insurance company, that person's insurance company is on the hook for the fact that you are a vulnerable person, that you had that vulnerability in your knee. It's called the thin skull doctrine. The idea being there that a vulnerability that now, because of someone's uh, negligence, has now become a problem for you, an injury, a re-injury, is something that is compensable. You can get compensation. Now, let's also talk about some of the other aspects here, John, of what Gary's talking about. He's talking about the fact that he's a truck driver. Well, this is going to be a massive issue if he can't use his knee. I don't know if this is the, the leg that he uses to drive, to press the pedal on. Uh, but even if it's not, I can't imagine somebody who's a truck driver, I have friends who are truck drivers, extremely difficult thing, especially for the long distance truck driving. Very, very hard work. I can't even imagine how this person is going to be able to do short distance driving, let alone uh, the long distance. Uh, and, and so not only we're we dealing with a physical issue here, we're dealing with a psychological issue because he has panic attacks. And this is very, very common, again, when you're dealing with a car accident to have this kind of a psychological impact. Uh, now... Gary, here's what we need to understand here, and I mentioned this in the last segment. You are entitled to, number one, accident benefits from your automobile insurance company. Okay, You're going to be entitled to income replacement benefits if you cannot work up to $400 a week. Again, there's a formula that we use to figure that out. And number two, treatments medical and rehabilitation treatments given the fact this is a re-aggravation i suspect you're going to fall within the non-catastrophic category so a maximum of sixty five thousand dollars will be available to you for treatments chiropractic massage acupuncture whatever you know is allowed essentially under that uh, legislation uh now what i typically tell people john is accident benefits aside What about the pain and suffering what about the additional income losses you're going to have if not now then in the future what about other expenses maybe he needs modification to his house or apartment or wherever he is maybe he has to buy prescription medications for which he has no coverage maybe he needs someone to now help him to take care of the house clean the house maybe they need somebody to cut the lawn or clean the you know snow outside in the winter because of this injury well guess what these are all recoverable these are all uh, uh, expenses that can be uh, demanded from the insurance company of the driver that caused the accident i'm talking about the tort claim this is the legal claim that me as a lawyer that deals with this area of law can advance for gary me or someone like me and so it's absolutely critical that we put the pieces in place from the beginning. We deal with the accident benefits claim. We have to file the right paperwork, the correct paperwork, make sure he gets treatments. We have to start communicating with his doctors. We have to start looking perhaps... I actually think he's going to need a referral to an orthopedic surgeon. Oftentimes, John, when I see injuries like this, I tell them, look, get a referral to an ortho because there may be more than what meets the eye here. It's possible you'll need a knee replacement. It's possible you need some kind of surgery. Very, very important to deal with the issue. Forget about the legalities. From a medical standpoint, you want to get better. Not to mention that you have an obligation under the law to Mm -hmm. mitigate to get better. So, So really important. Now, a claim like Gary's, let me give you an idea here. I don't know how old he is. I have no idea if he's going to be able to go back to work or not. But I can tell you I've had claims like Gary's that settled... For $150,000, and I've had claims like Gary that settled close to a million dollars. I've had those happen. And the reality is the reason why the range is so so big is because I have no idea what parameters we're dealing with. Is he going to be able to go back to work or not? If so, to what extent? What income losses is he going to have? What are the doctors saying? What's his prognosis? Is he going to get better? What about the psychological issue? Is he going to be able to drive? Is he going to be able to be retrained for another profession? Is he not? You know, we have a lot of things to work with, which is why when we do these emails uh, on the show, I give general information so people understand how to deal with these kinds of claims or how to understand them. But I tell people, you know, like Gary, give me a shout after the show. Let's connect. Let's have a discussion, whether it's in person, by phone, Zoom, whatever you like, with you, with your spouse, with your family, whatever. We're easygoing about this as long as we have your consent, and we'll give you all the information you need. And John, often when I say this, again, I, I get this hesitation from people because they're concerned. they're concerned for two reasons. Number one, all they hear about lawyers, they they see, you know, they they see on TV, they see these legal shows. It's as far away from reality what you see on TV as as you can imagine. You're not going to court. These cases, <laughs> almost all of them settle. They settle because insurance companies, figure that it's a lot cheaper to resolve these claims by way of settlement. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying we as lawyers take the brunt of it. I'm the one that's going to do all the work here, not you, Gary. You just need to be responsive to me, tell me how you're doing, make sure you get your treatments, make sure you sign whatever I need you to sign so I can get the documentation that I need to advance your case. Me and my team, we will handle everything for you, and we don't get paid nothing, not a cent, until we are able to get money for you from the insurance company. So Gary, thank you for the email here. And John, again, I tell people out there, you're listening to this. And this is not a one-off. I hear these kinds of cases all the time. People call me with these kinds of scenarios all the time. And it's not even them. It could be somebody in your house. It could be somebody, you know, a colleague or a friend. Someone you know may need this information. Please tell us to contact us. It doesn't cost anything to talk. And the more knowledge you have, the more information you have about this, the more empowered you are, and you'll know what decision to make.
0: Gary, nicely done, pal, with the email, and I know you're going to follow up with that phone call. You can do so, of course, toll-free on your own time, one 821 5900 I think we've got time to get uh, Jeanette's email in here. It says, uh, hey, guys, got into an accident last week where my car was hit from behind and pushed into another car. Not only do I now have severe back pain from a bulging disc, shoulder and neck pain that is constant. I can't sleep properly, and the insurer is saying because uh, I hit the vehicle, hit the front vehicle, I'm at fault for half the accident and don't get any compensation. I tried explaining I was pushed into the vehicle, but they won't listen to make all this worse. I haven't been able to go to work at my part-time job and haven't been able to do any of the heavy housework at home. And so my husband has to do it after he comes home from work. It's been this way since the accident and my doctor thinks I might not be able to do the things I used to do around the house anymore. And I'm scared and I don't know what to do or if I can do anything. Do you have any suggestions? Yes,
1: absolutely, Jeanette. You have every right, obviously, to be upset here. And I can tell you right now that this idea that somehow because you were pushed into another car, that you are somehow at fault for this, to me, doesn't make any sense, especially if you had sufficient distance between you and the vehicle that was in front of you. There's no question in my mind that you're entitled to accident benefits like we discussed before. You're going to have access to uh, income replacement benefits. You're going to have access to medical rehabilitation benefits. You know, John, we can do a whole show just on this, but I can tell you, Jeanette- you absolutely have rights here. You're entitled to compensation. And I'll tell this to everyone out there. Do not ever listen to the insurance company or anyone else who tells you you're not entitled to this or entitled to compensation unless you speak with us first.
0: And that'll pretty much uh, do it. Yeah, we're out of time. We got to fly, Jeanette, thank you. I'm going to give you the same information I'm going to give everybody as we uh, wrap up for another show. The toll-free number anytime, one 855 821 5,900, that email address we always use, help at disabilityrights.ca. And if you've not been to this website, it's fairly new. It was built just for you to make you that much smarter, give you some uh, some relief and knowledge anyway, Pocket pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, contributing if you did. And we'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show.